Hello, hello to everybody. This is uh, Nicola Rossetto from the Florence School of Regulation. We are attending today uh, the last day of the online conference, international conference of the uh, International Association for Energy Economists. I have just uh, uh, watched a, a session on the role of nuclear in decarbonization strategies and uh, Michel Berthelemy, uh, nuclear energy analyst at the Nuclear Energy Agency was chairing this uh, very interesting session and we invited him to have a little chat and to um, highlight the main takeaways from that uh, discussion. Thank you, Michelle, for joining us. And uh, I would like to start immediately to ask you what are the top, uh, um, the most relevant thing come to my mind when you think again of what we discussed uh, just one hour ago. Well, thank you very much, uh, uh, Nicolo. We had a, a lovely session uh, and, and discussion. I think the three key uh, points uh, I'll take from, uh, from, from, from the panel. Uh, the first one is that there is a, a strong link uh, between, between nuclear and uh, you know, the building back better agenda uh, that is emerging as uh, we are uh, uh, recovering uh, from the COVID pandemic and trying to uh, uh, realign our policies where our climate goes. And uh, we, we've seen that from a recent empirical uh, uh, quantitative evidence uh, from, uh, from the International Monetary Forum. Uh, but also we, we heard it from more, uh, uh, let's say, on the ground uh, experience of, uh, of what it is to, to work in the nuclear industry, be it as, a, as an engineer, but also a technician, and, and indeed uh, all, the, all these uh, you know, local benefits that then translate into macroeconomic benefit uh, of uh, having nuclear. So that was uh, the first uh, key takeaway. Uh, the first second one is on uh, the window of opportunity, if you want for nuclear to uh, play uh, its, uh, its role, potential role uh, in, uh, in, in uh, deep decarbonization strategies. And to uh, some extent, the, the future is not written uh, yet, and it is for, for government uh, to really uh, help uh, steer uh, the, the technologies into, into the uh, direction that they wish, because they really hold the keys uh, to unlock uh, these uh, this climate policies uh, that, are, that are required. Uh, and uh, in particular, uh, I think the window of uh, opportunities is uh, really both for uh, existing nuclear reactors when, when we face uh, long-term operation, life extension decisions. Uh, it's about large Gen 3 reactors. Uh, we, many reactors have been uh, coming online in the recent years, uh, sometimes facing challenges, but often uh, uh, that the challenges were there to, to help rebreed uh, supply chain uh, capabilities. And then uh, you know, all the uh, innovation background that is coming uh, and where there's a lot of uh, new uh, innovative technologies that uh, we can bring uh, benefits in terms of, uh, of new applications, uh, in terms uh, of size, in terms of construction uh, method, uh, and to really help to broaden the, the, the contribution of nuclear to, to decarbonization. That was point number two. And the third one is on, uh, on, on the fact that uh, nuclear, uh, you think about nuclear, you think about electricity uh, in, in the energy sector, but in fact, it can go far beyond that. Uh, uh, there is uh, uh, indeed a uh, significant application with, with heat uh, and, and a very uh, significant untapped potential. 
uh, we see a number of countries such as China or Russia uh, that, are, that are deploying uh, them uh, and, uh, and, and still something uh, that, that we need to, 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 to foster. Um, but also nuclear and hydrogen, you know, we, we talk about green hydrogen uh, these days uh, and, and we most of the time will we, not hear nuclear, Some, somewhat uh, had skipped out of the, of, the, of the agenda. But what we heard is for countries such as France typically uh, that already has a low carbon electricity mix, uh, at the end of the day, you know, there's clearly a, a strategic benefit interest uh, in, in leveraging this uh, low carbon electricity mix, a competitive mix, uh, to produce uh, 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 low carbon hydrogen. Uh, and that's really uh, probably uh, uh, the, the most cost effective way uh, uh, if we are serious about climate goals. And I think associated to that, there's maybe one more small point is that, you know, there's indeed the, the uh, competitiveness element, uh, but uh, they are also impact in terms of zero geopolitics of energy. Uh, if uh, typically, if we think about uh, massively importing hydrogen for other parts of the world, uh, and we really need to think about this application and this trade-off. And, uh, and, and as we're starting to do that, we understand that indeed uh, nuclear uh, can, can play a role uh, in, uh, in, in many parts of the world, including uh, Europe. Yeah, this is an interesting point that emerged during the session, I think, to not forget uh, the, let's say, the industrial dimension, the international policy dimension of nuclear, which can be uh, important for the future of Europe. And actually, this was a message that emerged also in a previous uh, session of the conference. I think that the CEO of EDF also highlighted very well that Europe benefits from uh, a nuclear industry and uh, this benefit can last if government decided to uh, be serious and continues to allow the nuclear industry to thrive, to grow, to, um, to grow in the future. But this is uh, not easy, uh, also because, as you know, uh, nuclear uh, faces several challenges in, uh, I would say, liberalized electricity markets and indeed uh, uh, nuclear is very active uh, in uh, some parts of the world where we don't have um, liberalized electricity markets. But this, uh, which could be uh, a block, a problem for nuclear in Europe, may no be no more. Because another interesting thing that emerged uh, today in various sessions of the conference is that uh, the idea of rely totally, completely on short-term wholesale markets for electricity is no more given for granted. There are more and more discussion about the relevance of long-term planning, long-term contracts, auctions, and so on and so forth. So my question to you, uh, Michelle, do you see that this change of attitude could also be uh, a further window of opportunity for nuclear, for a relaunch of the nuclear industry also in Europe and not only in other parts of the world? No, uh, certainly, uh, I think it is a key uh, issue we, are, we have to tackle. Uh, and in fact, uh, as you rightly say, it's not only about nuclear, it's about uh, you know, building a, a low carbon infrastructure. And, uh, and, and, and when you're faced with this challenge, you, you see that uh, indeed, uh, you know, relying only on short-term price signal uh, will not allow us to, to, to align our investment needs uh, uh, with, uh, with 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 our, uh, our investment with our with our climate needs, uh, so we, we, we very much uh, uh, see that. 
Uh, I think at the same time, uh, you know, I mean, reflecting more generally as, a, as an energy economist, uh, I think we're still a bit in the dark in terms of uh, you know, where we go moving next uh, in terms of, uh, of electricity market. Uh, clearly, there is benefit of, uh, of, uh, of, of markets and, and we shouldn't uh, 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 throw away everything, uh, but, but uh, how in practice would uh, electricity market reforms uh, come, come into play? Uh, how do you articulate uh, long-term planning uh, uh, with, uh, with, with, uh, with investment decision and with, uh, with market forces? You know, I think this is something we're all uh, wrestling with, uh, and I think you know, we need to, 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 to all be humble with the fact that uh, you know, we have some ideas. Uh, we, we can see a grow, growing role for capacity market. We see that uh, having strong, robust, and predictable CO2 pricing is going to, to help us to go a long way. But but it probably won't be enough. And, and really, I think we really need to, to put that right at the center. Uh, and, uh, and, and as part of that, uh, I think, you know, uh, it's clearly something that's needed for nuclear. Uh, but uh, as I started saying from, from, the, from the start, uh, it, it's important for all uh, low, low carbon technologies. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this was uh, another message uh, by some people in the session to, they say we would like uh, a level playing field for all capital intensive technologies in energy. And I think that uh, this was uh, a clear and probably fair request uh, from, from the industry. So uh, Michelle, I really thank you for your time and uh, I wish you good luck with the rest of this interesting conference. And I hope to see you uh, another day, maybe physically and no anymore online. Thank you very much, uh, Michelle. Thank you, Nicola.